Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show. I It's very hard for me to describe what I just watched in the NFL tonight uh, because this two games late, I told you I did not have good feelings about. I felt there was more advantage to be played by focusing on the showdown slate with Dallas and Washington, but man, I the implosion of the Cowboys in that fourth quarter was just epic. I mean, given how the early game went, there's no way some of my lineup should have done as well as they ended up doing because, you know, you had guys like Duke Johnson and Adrian Peterson go off, but Zeke was so spectacularly bad. <laughs> and the Cowboys offensive line so spectacularly bad that as Washington just pounds the Cowboys at home, 41 to 15. Wait, uh, wait, or 41 to 16, whatever. I, I, I missed the point for them. Man, that was, that was truly just terrible football. I don't even know what else to say about it. Uh, uh, I got my dad. My dad wants to call in. Uh, we'll, we'll bring Cam on later to get his thoughts as a Cowboys fan. I know. I know he, he was already sounding depressed. But, man, uh, th- there's just not a whole lot of commentary to do for the slate in general. Other than uh, I was right that Deshaun Watson win, uh, was the best overall play. He went off. All the other quarterbacks today were pretty bad. Uh, you know, Stafford was his usual mediocre self. Uh, I mean, the less said about Andy Dalton, probably the better. And Alex Smith barely threw for 150 yards. And yet still Washington handled the Cowboys because the lack of effort put forth by the Cowboys defense today was utterly amazing. You know, I, I, I'm i just having to get extra, like uh, just to keep, uh, keep my mouth from drying up. It's just like uh, my mouth was agape at how bad the defense was. I know it's a short turnaround from Sunday, but Washington also played Sunday. It's not as though like these teams had more rest than the other. Washington had the same turnaround time as the Cowboys. The Cowboys just were not ready to play 60 minutes of football today. It showed. It absolutely showed. They quit. And they could say whatever they want, but Mike McCarthy looks like a dead coach walking. You know, they, they they gave him the vote of confidence that he will be back next year with the coaching staff. But I got some reservations because this team looks to be on the verge of quitting. And this was supposed to be their separation game for the rest of the division. They got handled by possibly the worst team in the division. Because I can only say that about Washington because they lost twice to the Giants because Washington was trying to lose games. The only games that they show up for are when they play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. But the Cowboys can even show up for this game. 
I'm just I'm flabbergasted. I there was always a possibility the Cowboys could lose. The fact that the Cowboys got handled and blown out at home by this Washington team, this bereft of talent, it's 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 inexcusable. There's no other way of stating the fact other than it's inexcusable. The Cowboys got dominated at home in this fashion. That's all there is to it. All right. Well, I'm going to bring my dad on the line uh, next, and then we'll bring we'll bring Cam on later on uh, for his thoughts. But uh, man, that that's just whew. I, I just don't I don't even know what to say. It's not. It's not all. It's not all to that. I just get. Uh, I I just get caught flabbergasted as to what to actually say. But this is one of those occasions. That was abysmal. What we just watched. Absolutely abysmal. All right. So uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back after this uh, brief uh, brief pause. All right, all right, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Let's just take this one for the top. Let's just digest this one. The Cowboys, with the division right in front of them to take advantage of, because Philly lost to uh, Philly lost to the Browns, it, it just got embarrassed. The Cowboys on national TV have a chance to take control of the division, where everyone's tied up with three wins. Philly's got the half game lead because of the tie to the to the Bengals, which everyone else in the East is going to play and probably get wins on. So. Technically, the Philly tie actually puts them in the hole long term. The, they have the division in front of them. The Cowboys managed to get outscored in the fourth quarter 21 to nothing and embarrassed themselves in spectacular fashion. I, I don't know how else you could say this other than was Mike McCarthy trying to get himself fired? Well, he probably realized uh, that. This is not what I was looking for. <laughs> and maybe, maybe if I get fired, I would have to beg to quit. Look, let me tell you something. I said, well, you know, I hate the Cowboys. We all hate the Cowboys. I said, <laughs> I, said I thought the team with the best chance to win the division would have been the Cowboys coming off that game. That they played Sunday against Minnesota. Logic would dictate that they would focus, lock in, and take care of business against Washington, a Washington team that doesn't actually have many weapons. Like, you got Terry McLaurin, but there were no actual wide receivers on Washington outside of McLaurin. If you double McLaurin, you should be able to stop Washington from abusing you in the slot in the outside. What do they do? They allow McLaurin to get outside and work work them inside out. Like uh, they they put McLaurin all over the field, and Dallas oftentimes just ran just did man to man on McLaurin. I, I I couldn't understand the thought process when Alex Smith threw for 149 yards. L- Logan Thomas had one pass for 28 yards. Terry McLaurin had 92 yards receiving when the Washington only passed for 156 yards total. Yeah. I, it's like you can't you can't make this up. Like 
The, the, the passing yards for Washington is under 200. And yet still, they got embarrassed. Uh, I, I, and, and, and again, they set the record again. They, they, they set with Randy Moss, and now they set, set it with the, the running back. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I know why the Giants are bad. We draft bad. We don't have great, good players. But I, I just can't figure out this Dallas team. They got some guys. They have some guys. Not like they don't have players. They have some players. You know, they have some players on defense. And they have some players on offense. And I figure since they could have been at least in the regular season, he could get you there. He may not do any in the playoffs. But I figure in the regular season, you come off a good win. You're home. I mean, I, I, if I was going to bet some money, I would have probably lose it because I'm thinking that, yeah, Dallas, they're going to take care of business. Listen, the only reason why I didn't bet these games today is because out of all four of these teams, they are the probably, it's rare that I could actually say this, but between the Texans, the Lions, the Cowboys, and Washington, they're the four teams that long-term I think are in a worse spot than the Giants, which is which is sad because it's hard to be in a worse spot than the Giants are in currently, but those are the four teams that I think might actually be in a worse long-term position than the Giants are at the moment. Uh, and the, the other thing I don't understand with, with, with Dallas, and I don't know who to blame for it. I don't know if it's... Because Dallas still has so many other guys that need, still need to get paid, and yet still they gotta f- still figure out Dak's contract situation. It's gonna be worse now because now you got fractured relationships with Dak. You're, you're, how are you gonna re? Are, are you gonna restructure Zeke's contract because Zeke ain't performing up to the level of the contract? The offensive line has gotten old in a minute. It, it, there's just a lot of questions with Dallas. Which is why I say, yeah, because I'm scratching my head with Zika. I'm wondering if it's Zika or it's the black I I don't know. You know because I don't understand. How is it that you can't just line up Zika and run him? You know. And the other weird part about this game, the, the 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 other bizarre part about the play calling in this game is the Cowboys' offense featured Michael Gallup, yet completely forgot that C.D. Lamb existed until late in the game. C.D. Lamb only had three targets coming into the fourth quarter. Maybe they, maybe they got pissed off because of that drop he had in the first half. Well, well, that was the thing. It's like he he had he had the big drop at the end of the first half for the touchdown, and then they completely ignored him in the third quarter. I just didn't understand when the game was still in in reach and Dallas was selling for field goals. Okay, yeah, they're starting to focus on Amari Cooper to make sure he doesn't have another uh, big play. But wh- where is CD Lamb? Because Lamb had matchups and they weren't going to him. And, and, and I couldn't figure it out. It's like I couldn't figure it out if it was Dalton's Dalton just not trusting him 
or the play calling just didn't have a CD as the first read. But once they started clamping down on Cooper and Zeke's not able to budge because the line is just getting dominated by Washington, which is the one thing I worried about in this matchup was Washington's uh, defensive line. The Cowboys offensive line has been so banged up and it happened again. They've lost both tackles again. The Cowboys offensive line has been getting swallowed up by aggressive athletic defensive lines, which is what Washington has. If you have an athletic defensive line, you, the, uh, the the Cowboys are in trouble. The thing about Minnesota is that Minnesota doesn't have uh, those defensive ends like they used to anymore. So that's why the offensive line was able to get going against Minnesota because Minnesota's D-line just doesn't have it. But I knew that was going to be the case today. That was my fear about uh, Zeke today was that I thought Zeke was very much at risk because, uh, you know, I I just didn't think that the Cowboys had much of an advantage, if not a disadvantage, uh, coming to the line play at the moment because of the injuries that they had. You know what Dallas reminds me of? It reminds me of a boxer, and I've seen this happen a lot of times in fights, they train and they train and they have a strategy. And then when the night of the fight comes, it's not working and they, they can't do anything else. You know, you, you see a guy and they say, uh, but it's not working and um, like they can't do anything. He just sticks with the same thing that they trained with and, and get beat all night long and can't do nothing about it. You know, it's as though they, they they don't have, you know, say, well, second half, uh, well, we see what's not working in the first half, so uh, we're going to adjust and we're going to do this. I, it's like whatever Dallas is doing in the first half, for some reason they come out and do worse in the second half. I They have me scratching my head all year long. That team should not be playing as bad as they are playing. I know they have some injuries and stuff. You know, look, you look at the Eagles, and I can tell you the problem. Carson Wentz, you can see the problem. The problem is the quarterback. He tries to do too much. Yeah. And and, 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 and he always screws it up. Yeah, I, I can't figure out what Carson, like, what's going on with Carson Wentz because the talent's there. He's just trying to make it so he's, he's doing the. I, I I don't know what to classify it as. As I don't know whether to classify it as the best, uh, the best Brett Favre impression or the worst Brett Favre impression. Because you and I both have always maintained Brett Favre is the greatest awful quarterback in NFL history because of his ability to win games and also lose games at the exact same time. But the the problem is is that Carson Wentz is just doing all the bad far stuff with none of the good uh, the the upside portion of it. So he just keeps killing the Eagles every single time he's out there at the moment. Well, the, the, because the problem I have with Carson Wentz is look, and uh, you're seeing it. Carson Wentz will drop back, and he has uh. Nice ATR completion and beat the guy run. He gets a first down. And he doesn't throw it. He's looking for something else. And then either forces the ball downfield to get intercepted. Oh, boy. 
Oh boy, we we, we just got breaking news, Kelly. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson just tested positive. Oh, oh I saw I saw the, the line there that that, that they had uh, like three or four more players. Yeah, you know they said like a few more players and and the the thing. So I, I I'm telling you I this season. If, if I if I was placing a bet in Vegas, I bet this season doesn't finish because it's coming down on too many teams. What are you gonna keep doing? I I, I, I honestly. Yeah, they're they're still they're still keeping this game on for Sunday at one. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm actually I'm literally looking on the betting line to see what the the new bet line is because uh, l- literally uh, uh, I'm it's like if you're telling me RG RG three versus the Steelers, it's not like I got anything against RG three, but the Steelers have got to be fav- like the Steelers were already favored, but now with uh, that line, I, I I look at it from the standpoint of. Uh, let, let's see, let's see if they have this lineup. Uh, they, they, they yeah, they, they, they've got Vegas still has this line pulled. There, there's no update on the Steelers Ravens line. It, it has been pulled. The, the, the Steelers Ravens line has been pulled with, uh, the LeVar, uh, the, uh, the Lamar Jackson news and, yeah, there's no line. The, the line has been pulled. No, the, the, they're not even taking chances because I don't even know where to where to put the line at, at the moment. The Steelers have got to be favored. I, I'm not sure they're going to put it at like six or six and a half, maybe more. But the Steelers have got to be even he- more heavily favored than they were before. Yeah, but you see, the problem I have with this thing is that you could wind up in the playoffs where a game is coming up, playoff game is coming up, and the chief uh, uh, Pat Mahomes and, 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 you know, the whole offensive line goes down. That's kind of the stuff that I think could happen. Oh, that, that, that is the very real possibility. And... I I I honestly think the NFL doesn't care. I honestly think the NFL doesn't care. Of course they don't care. Well, 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 well okay, I should say that. Uh they, we know they don't care about we don't we know they don't care necessarily about the health and safety of the players, but they they don't necessarily care about the stats and the wins and losses the way baseball does. Baseball gets far more caught up in that. The NFL just wants to make sure that there's a game played and eyeballs watching it on TV. That like that's that's the end all be all for the NFL. You know, it's, 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 it's absolutely crazy that that you know it's 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 going like this. I I don't know if they think they can keep this up. You know because it's already affecting uh, uh, because. The Cam Newton that that that's playing now. I've I've been say I've been saying this I've been saying this for weeks now with folks not, a- asking about what's going on with the Patriots. Cam Newton is not healthy. They can say what they want. They they obviously don't want to go into detail p- 
post positive tests or make it uh, make it sound like they're making excuses for him. Cam Newton is not healthy. He's not healthy. He is not 100. percent I said, I said, I said, I said that point blank. Once he came back and he still looked, he 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 wasn't even throwing. Uh, like, because people were like, "Well, why is he, why is he so inaccurate? Why is it everything?" Else? He's he, oh, he doesn't have the energy to he doesn't have the energy to run. He doesn't have the energy to run. Like the thing that. <laughs> One thing Cam Newton could always do is run over somebody. And he can't even do that now. You know? So they can tell me what they want. This thing is affecting the 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 the, 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 the quality of play. You know? And it's gonna do it all the time. You know, yeah. Because like I said. With that Notre Dame game, you you want to have a national championship, and then you 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 have that that that, that the starting quarterback can't play. You know, college football will find a way not to care. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's crazy that, that because you know what could end up happening. You could wind up with the with the college football playoffs, and then when 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 the the, the time reach, three or four of the teams don't have some of their best players. Yeah, the game played, and somebody's gonna win. But you can't tell me that 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 it's it's gonna be the the, the you know the the game that you want. You know. Yeah, we're going we gonna to watch, but come on. Yeah. It's, 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 it's terrible. Yeah. That, 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 and look, you put yourself in the place of the Steelers. The Steelers already got screwed a couple of times. Oh, like, we, we, the Steelers have no buy. They don't know, they don't know if they're at risk of playing this game or not because... There's still more positive tests coming from the Ravens, and you and you know with the incubation period, there could be more on the way. Like th- there, there is no, there's no certainty with the Steelers uh, that they, they they should even they should even try to play this game. There's no certainty with the Steelers that, like uh, that that gives them any any wherewithal that they should be playing this game. None. So uh, you know, I, I, the the NFL is going to tell them what to do, and they're going to have to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they they, they, they should be happy or even accepting of the uh, of the hand that they're being dealt at the moment, and, and that's really what it just kind of comes down to. Yeah, because you could wind up playing this game, and then next week all of your players start going down because it's football. You, you know, defensive lineman or offensive lineman clash right in the middle, and they gotta be breathing in each other's face. They spit, they do, you know all. I, this is the thing that always worried me about about playing the games, and that's why I said, at least at least the NFL is is is, is grown men, you know, who can make their own decisions. But the colleges, I thought it was terrible because you hear offensive linemen and defensive linemen talk about spitting in each other's face, and and you know they piss right there on the field, and and yeah, because. I mean, 
Listen, Kelly, 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 come on, Kelly, you, you're forgetting. Uh, you, you're talking to your son who played on the offensive line and defensive line. It's the dirtiest place you ever want to be. Like, it's the most unsaid. Like, that's why when people talk to me about, like, cleanliness on a football field, they're like, I have to laugh because it's the most unsanitary place imaginable. It's like if if I if I had to imagine myself trying to play uh, like in 2020 uh, at, at like at, like in high school and college, like come on, this is insane. Like there's no, there's no way you would have cleared me to play uh, 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 yeah, knowing the way things go. I mean, if you want to see how nasty it is, listen to Golik and and Slera talk about about about. about Playing in the trenches there, you know. When when you hear them talk about that, it's crazy. You know, I I didn't understand what you know. It's to me, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, Kelly, I gotta hop off because uh, uh, I got another uh, uh, call. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 definitely catch up because uh, th- this joke yeah. of a division continues and we we still don't have a winner yet we don't have a winner yet we got we got the most exciting di- di- division oh yeah like literally you can sign someone off the street and they could actually be a valuable contributor in this division better believe it it's just the jeopardy division oh man All right, take it easy. Okay, then. All, All right. right. All right, Cam. So we got uh <laughs> I I mean, I don't even know what to classify what this game was just because it highlighted how hysterically awful the NFC East is all around because you have two stalwarts of the division <laughs> and I, I can't even say it with a straight face. But you have the Cowboys and the Washington football team stinking up on national television. But you actually see Washington run away with the game and possibly the division, even though they lost twice to the Giants in the fourth quarter where the Cowboys got smoked 21 to nothing and ran some of the most. I hope I don't get fired plays you could imagine from Mike McCarthy and his coaching staff. So as a Cowboys fan, Cam, I know you are looking forward to not winning this division, but as someone who had a vested interest in you guys winning this game today, what do you have to say for yourself? So we shouldn't have won uh, uh, last week. (laughs) I don't know why we won last week. And uh, apparently... We were uh, going to try to win this week, but we're dumbasses. So, well, I, I will say that you get... just lose it, just lose it, dude. I, I, I'm so mad. What I, what I will also say is that uh, the Cowboys winning last week knocked my dad out of the survivor pool. Uh, he was the last one remaining after week 12 and going out on Kirk Cousins once again. So basically. I will say this is about the seventh year in a row that either myself or my dad has been eliminated by Kirk Cousins, either playing for Washington or the Vikings seven years in a row. So I, I, I just want to say it, it, it's a streak that 
you know, many quarterbacks can't attain, but Kirk Cousins, he manages to get the job done every single time. And for that, I have to acknowledge him uh, because it's it's an impressive uh, feat. It is it is without question one of those things that uh, you know cannot be topped. You like that? You like that? Like pretty much. Like, do you want to throw up in your mouth, or do you want to throw up in your ass? (laughs) Well. I don't even know what that other part means, but uh, it's just uh, it it, it, it is, in a sense, diarrhea. What we just kind of went through, Uh, uh, you know, it's like you have a wonderful Thanksgiving meal and then you have that football game to go through. And I I will honestly say this because I, I said this on the podcast earlier and I will reiterate it again. The four teams you saw on display today between the Texans, the Lions, Washington, and the Cowboys are are, 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 are are four of the teams that I can make legitimate cases for are somehow in a worse long-term position than the Giants, who are also in an awful position long-term with their franchise. I don't actually understand how you can have four teams in possibly worse situations than the Giants, but yet here we are with four teams featured on national television today on a holiday that might actually be in a worse spot than the Giants moving forward after this season. It, it is actually uh, quite comical uh, in a sense. Oh, my God. I, I can hear Stephen A. right now. Oh, my God. The Cowboys. Oh, How about them Cowboys? Dude, you can hear it yourself. Oh uh, well, oh St- Stephen. I don't know if Stephen A. is working tomorrow, but rest assured, by Monday, Stephen A. will have his black hat on uh, to uh, announce how the Cowboys are doing. No, he, he's already doing it. He's already doing it. Oh, he's probably. If we went on, if we went on Instagram right now, we probably could see him celebrating. Uh, in a Cowboys hat right now, if we actually checked out Instagram. So uh, l- let's just, for the people, uh, just to recap how this game went, Cam. Uh, uh, nah, d- okay. I mean, we'll do it for them, but <laughs> I'm pissed. Or not really pissed, but I'm just, yeah. I'm not annoyed, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> literally, this game was about as. L- Evenly matched for incompetence as you could get because uh, Alex Smith did not throw for 160 yards uh, today. The uh, Washington as a team threw for under 180 yards passing, yet Terry McLaurin still had 92 yards receiving. <laughs> I mean, Terry McLaurin was the 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 basically the only uh, Washington receiver with multiple catches today. Yet still, the Cowboys' defense had difficulty plugging up the middle, where Washington just gashed him up the middle the entire game. Cam, do you want to explain how Washington was able to gash Dallas up the middle? Because I know exactly what they did. <laughs> they basically. Are we going to explain this? Well. All right. Well, well here we go. <laughs> we got paid too much money 
to lose. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. Because literally, all Washington did was trap plays and going up the middle. Like, there wasn't anything complex about what Washington did. Zero. Zero. It's about as straight. It's about as straightforward as it gets. It's just, can you beat your man to a spot and and get into the next level? And consistently, Washington whooped you guys at the point of attack and got to the next line. And basically, it was Van Der Esch versus two or three Washington players as he's trying to make a tackle. Uh, honestly, Leighton, Leighton Van Der Esch. I don't even know what to say because Van Der Esch literally sounded like he was the only guy working for the Cowboys defense today. Him and Jalen Smith, that's a, they, I mean, the rest of the defense basically just. Because it, it's, it's not, it's, it's never a good sign when both your safeties lead the team in tackles. Like uh, Wilson, uh, Donovan Wilson and Xavier Woods both had 10 tackles today. When your safeties have double digit tackles, you know you done did something wrong. <laughs> what do we got? Like I said, just, just there is no, uh, there, there is no, there, and, 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 leave it dry, dude. Yeah. I mean, th- there is no team defense that I can remember in NFL history that did well stopping the run where both their safeties led the team in tackles in a game. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's, that's impossible. We literally just gave Gibson three TDs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, Antonio Gibson, who is not a between the tackles runner by any stretch, uh, ran for 115 yards on 20 yeah. carries. I, I, I mean, it, it basically just kind of uh, it basically told the story of the game because the Cowboys legitimately could do nothing on defense that entire game. Dude, Stephen A is gonna rip our ass so bad. Oh man, he's already doing it. So all I can say is, for everything that went on <laughs> during Thanksgiving today, this this game encapsulated why the NFC East is, without question, the worst division We're in football. Best. We're the best. It's the worst division in football. But this might historically be the worst division in NFL history at the rate they're going at because of the fact of how badly every single one of these teams perform on a given week-to-week basis because the lack of consistency and how dismal the performances are in various games just demonstrates just how bad this division is. And again... Most of these teams have either established coaches, coaches that have won Super Bowls. I mean, let's look at it this way. Like Joe Judge is the only guy that has not coached in a Super Bowl. And even Joe Judge was an assistant in New England. 
But you ha- you got Doug Peterson, who's won a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Ron Rivera uh, was in a uh, uh, was in a Super Bowl uh, and has been to multiple conference championships as a head coach. You got the quality coaches. This t- these teams are just that bad. I I, I can't I can't say it any better. It's like I can't. I can't even make an excuse explaining why these teams are so bad. There, there, there is legit none. Dude, ask, uh, ask it. Ask it, dude. It, it is very, it's very hard. It's very hard to come up here and basically be able to explain to folks just how, like, mathematically, how unlikely it is. No. These teams could be this bad, this consistently, for this long of a stretch into the year, given the talent level on these teams. It's, it's not as though there isn't talent on the in the NFC East. Like, it'd be one thing if all these teams were bad. Like, the Giants are legitimately bad. They don't have talent. Washington has a bunch of, uh, like, they've got a bunch of deadweight players Washington and the Giants should be bad. There's no excuse for the Eagles and the Cowboys to be this bad. Like, there's no way. Like, there should have been separation from these teams. But yet still, you have days like today where you're just saying to yourself, how is Washington, a team with bereft of talent, able to win by 25 over the Cowboys on the road. Like, they beat the Cowboys in Jerry World with Jerry there watching how bad his team is. All right, so so conspiracy uh, theory. Do we want to lose, like, just to make money? Think so, about that. Well, that's, therein lies the question. They Are the Cowboys better off? Because I know the Giants are better off losing. The Eagles know they're better off losing. Technically, the Cowboys, with the amount of money, the amount of money that they still generate from ticket sales, and just given the uh, even with uh, the restrictions relaxing in Texas, they could still make money off of a playoff game if they make the playoffs. Technically, Dallas actually has a financial incentive to make the playoffs and win the division. Somehow, uh, I, I just don't. I'm not even sure if Dallas Dallas could win the division now, and they're only a game behind. But it's just watching this team play; it just feels as though Dallas does not give a damn about this season. Dude, they're so bad. Like I, I can't even. I I really don't know what you want me to say. I I'm so disgusted. <laughs> well, Cam, I I think I think I'm gonna leave you off. Uh, leave it off right there because all I know is so I said on the podcast, uh, you know, fade Zeke in the showdown, which ended up being the wisest piece of advice I probably could have ever given. <laughs> for the NFL this week, fade Zeke and Showdown today, and uh, because if you faded Zeke and Showdown today, you definitely made quite a bit of money. And that's all I can say on that. I'll take the victory lap there because I know a lot of people were saying Captain Zeke, and uh, I just said fade Zeke because 
everyone's going to want to play Zeke. And I just said there, there's more likelihood of the Cowboys completely failing with the running attack and the passing attack actually having a good day. Neither one happened today. It, 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 this was such a collective failure by the Cowboys that now you've got Washington on top of the division, despite possibly being the worst team in the division. Alex Smith as the fucking quarterback. I mean, it, it's it is something. It is something. I I I I don't even know what else to classify it as. I, it's something. What do you say? Yep, I just Smith, Alex Smith. That's literally all you have to say, Alex Smith. And you're like, holy, we are literally losing to that. (laughs) Oh my, so bad. Yeah. What do you do? What I mean, what do you do? Well, I I think I think. Kind of call it a night, Cam. Uh, I, I I think uh, you are in line for some dessert. I'm gonna do some more podcasting on Black Friday stuff, and uh, I think we just call it. A, I just think we call it a day for the NFL slate because we got no nightcap, and apparently we got no Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson because uh, uh, Lamar has tested positive for COVID and will not play Sunday against the Steelers if that game even plays now. There's no way they play. There's no way. I mean, here's the only thing about not playing the game. You've already used up the Steelers bye week. When are you going to try to squeeze that game in? Because now it, it kind of comes into a, a point where technically if you del- if you postpone that game, you're giving the advantage to the uh, uh, to the Ravens because you already used up the Steelers bye week. I, I'm not entirely sure that they don't force the Ravens to play that game on Sunday with RG3 at QB. I'm just saying it's it's a possibility that they just say, you know what, we're going to throw the Steelers a bone. Uh, we're going to allow the Steelers to play this game, even though the Ravens are going to be shorthanded. And, uh, you know, uh, if the Steelers get the win there, so be it. But uh, I can see the NFL forcing the Ravens to play that game because it, it actually kind of goes more in line with what happened to the 49ers earlier in the year where they had a bunch of positive tests and had to play uh, uh, play essentially their backup team against the Giants and, and won the game. So I, I think they may just force the Ravens to play that game shorthanded on Sunday. And it's a 1 o'clock game. They just confirmed that it's a 1 o'clock game um, or one fifteen game, even though it's a, I don't know why you would start at one fifteen as opposed to 1 o'clock. I don't know what the 15 minutes is, difference is going to make, but, you know... I, I think they may just force the Ravens to play that game, uh, just just so they don't uh, they don't cause any further conflicts with the schedule. I think they just may force the Ravens to play that game as long as there aren't any additional positive tests, which is a very big if at this point. That's insane to me, though. But but I mean, twelve fifteen. Like I, I still, I mean, twelve. One, two, three. NFL is going to make them play. They're going to play. Yeah. All right, Cam. Well, I'm going to let you go. But, uh, yeah, uh, at at least you got a loss. 
Hey, so you're 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 you've improved your draft stock uh heading into next that. year at the moment. Temporarily you have improved your draft stock. We'll see about that. You're a half game behind uh, or you're yeah, you're a half you're a half game behind the Giants, so you have a higher draft spot than the Giants, which makes me very upset right now. Well, uh, I could go off a little more, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> All right, Cap. Take it easy. All right, All right everybody. That's going to do it for the podcast today. I'd like to thank Cam and my dad for uh, appearing on the show just to discuss the debacle we just witnessed uh, between the Cowboys. Uh, just so many questions. Uh, the, what the play calling was going on with some of those fakes, some of the fourth down calls, just a lot of just, what are you doing moments in that game? But, uh, you know, that's going to be questions for another time. Uh, what the ramifications are going to be for the Ravens moving forward. There's a lot to the, uh, unpack of, from news that just uh, transpired, but uh, that's going to be it for now. Uh, next episode of the podcast is going to be covering non-sports-related stuff, so we're going to get into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, just different holiday gift ideas uh, uh, you might be considering. So uh, I know people have been asking for some of my thoughts, so I'll, I'll lay it out, uh, some of the things that I've been looking at and keep my eye on. So. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be coming up very shortly, so hopefully I'll be able to release that tonight, if not first thing in the morning. But uh, uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your Thanksgiving. Uh, have uh, some apple pie or other dessert of that suits your fancy. Uh, be safe, everybody, and uh, have a good evening. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.